Alright, man. Hey, everybody. Back again another week. Um, decent week last week. You know, my lap, the last week's podcast was, yeah, man, it was hard. And then, and then afterwards, I, I get, I get thinking like, oh, man, I didn't say this, I didn't say that. But, whatever. Um, I think it, it helped a ton. Absolutely just helped a ton. Um, not that, not that anything's like, super wrong or anything, you know, just, um, sometimes it's just good to just be able to air it out, just breathe life into something, and then when you hear it, it doesn't, doesn't feel as bad or whatever, but, um, today's be a little short, you know, I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time developing anything this week, basically just kind of hunkered down, got into the house and tried to reestablish some good routines, good headspace, so... But um, yeah, things are things are good. Things are super good. Um, I did want to talk though, like about the airport, man. I just just a random, just a random jam session this morning. Uh, that I travel a ton, you know, and it's funny to see where when I first started traveling a lot, relating the Marine Corps, traveling, you know. Seen a cold, doing CrossFit, things like that, retire, just a lot of travel. I was a big Southwest Airlines man, right on. And I don't even need to pay the extra 35 bucks for business seating or something like that. You know, I would just get on and sit down in the front of the airplane in the middle seat and be fine. And, and it's funny how I've changed in just five, six years you know, almost, almost half a million miles in the last six years, and, um, I mean, that's a lot, that's just United, which is cool, I'm gonna talk about some jackpot points, you know what I mean, which is a racket, I mean, that's just a way to, it's, it's, it's ingenious, you know, create something that you can earn, give you a little ribbon on your chest or something like that, and, and watch what people will do, right, like, now I just want to fly just United just to get my points, see it build so I can get the, the next level, but, um, you know, with it, with it, with your status comes like degrees of comfort. You know, and it, it helps ease like the tedium of travel when you travel so much. And uh, it's it's definitely a benefit and a perk, and I'm starting to realize it. But man, I've gotten spoiled. I've gotten really spoiled in just six years, where I'm like bombed if I don't get first class, man. <laughs> And it's crazy. It's like, ah, first class used to be like, ah, man, those snobs up there, whatever. But I could totally get it now. And it's like, ah, for an extra 150 bucks, first class. Or it's nice to get that upgrade every now and then when they when they give you an upgrade when you when you decide to like ticket prices are just way too expensive because you waited till the day before to book your travel, and then you get surprised with a with an upgrade, which is awesome. But um, anyways, it's not really where I wanted to go with the travel thing I don't know if many people I, I think there's some people out there that can can understand what I'm saying but going to the airport frustrates the hell out of me and it's it's like you notice okay I get it on one hand um, you don't want all the airports you don't want all the TSA to do everything exactly the same because then it's and you want to keep mixing it up a little bit you know you know to present a hard target so every time every time i go through dsa it's something different man and they can't even they, it's like they can't get their shit on the same same sheet of music you know one day it's 
it's this and next day it's that and oh you got to take your hygiene items out of your bag and then I and I don't and then, and nobody cares they don't stop me you know or uh, one a little bottle of uh, toothpaste or whatever it is goes through one airport and the next one it doesn't and it's like man and so on one hand I can say oh well they're just they're just trying to keep it keep it shaky a little bit and keep people guessing you know the bad guys I get that man change up your patrol routes things like that but on the other hand it's like man this is just a federal I mean I get it our safety in post 9-11 we were super heightened about safety and we embraced it and then now all of a sudden like the just like you know I talked about earlier like our tolerances for it then then diminish and we want our comforts again and it's like, hey, I, I go there and I'm like, okay, just, just do what they say. Just, hey, it's super cool. They're doing this for us, our safety, and it's it's appropriate, man. And it's like, hey, and it puts me in a good headspace. But, you know, I can't help but to wonder. Like, really? Really, man? This is the, this is what we're doing. It almost makes me think that it's just a, a government racket to reduce unemployment rates and get people on on a payroll, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, and uh, you know, so that's like the first step. Going through, going through TSA, a little bit of anxiety, and just like all my shit in order, you know? And it's inevitable how many people, either they've never flown before, or they're just clueless, or, or what it is. But, you know, it's like, it no matter what, every time I go through the airport, going through security it's like there's at least two people in front of me going through the security line it's like it's their first time it's like oh my god so it's just like stress stress starts to build up starts to build up and then I go into my little active like do a little breathing a little little positive psychology remind myself you know flip the coin narrate the other side of the story you know try to let down cool off which is fun it's good practice um and it's harder to do when I'm already stressed because either I'm running late or because I've got to go do something that I don't want to do or because I know i got to have an exchange with the ex-wife or whatever it is, man. And, um, man, I just, like, ex-wife, right? Like, I want to, I just want to get on a podcast and blast everything that's going on. But that would just be a super dick thing to do. It wouldn't be right. Especially, you know, going back to my originating, my kids, man. But uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to let it out. But it's hard. Super hard. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the airport. So, um, so you can do security, no problem. And, of course, Denver Airport's awesome, but super busy. And it's going through construction, so that's great. But here's here's where I really wanted to just talk about for a couple minutes is... And, and the only reason I'm talking about it is because it's a source of frustration for me and it gets me to practice, but I, but I use it as a, a practice tool to de-escalate tension and stress that's going on with me. I use my little techniques for myself and self-awareness and it, it and it helps, but it's, it's a way for me to just try to make those techniques more automatic or habitual. But it's, it's people, they don't, I'm gonna stereotype. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a big, huge blanket because it's it's seven out of ten people that I look at in the airport. I'm, I'm a people watcher, you know, and just totally oblivious to the world around them, or indifferent 
you know, and, and ranging in between the two, either oblivious and indifferent, right? Or some self, self-absorption, self-absorbed um, personality, something, something. We're not going to go there, but spanning between either indifferent or oblivious. And, and I'm not even talking about when they're on their cell phone or whatnot. I'm just saying, like, walk in a straight line. You know, when I'm walking, I walk fast, and I want to walk around you so I can get to my gate or, or go to wherever I got to go. And you, you like, drift to the right and then to the left and to the right and to the left. And it's like, come on, man, walk in a straight line. How hard is it? You're, you're 33 years old, and for all visible metrics that I could see, you are healthy, competent, and capable, and you can't even walk in a straight line. And it's like you're in lava land, man. Where's your self-awareness? You know? And I'm, I'm not a, I, I'm, okay, so like the VA wants to like say, hey, you're hypervigilant, it's a problem, you know, you're always watching, you're, can you just relax? And I'm like, yeah, hey man, like, I try. There's certain places and certain times, but when I'm out in public, I'm, I'm hypervigilant out of consideration and courtesy, but then also out of like self-preservation, you know, both of those. And I get it. Maybe I'm a little to the extreme, but maybe that's what we were trained to do. Maybe that's just 20 something years in the Marine Corps. And it's just a habit. That's not going to break that easy. I don't think it's a bad habit to have, but anyways, like where's, where's your, just your, your, your spatial awareness walk in a straight line. I mean like the tiles on the, the, the tiles and the, like the lines on the carpet and everything are in a straight line going straight down the aisle. Why can't you just walk along that? I mean, you know what I mean? And it, that, that's one thing that just starts to bug me. And then there's always uh, the person that's got the luggage. And it's like, hey, you're, you're towing a trailer behind you. Do you think like that you're not responsible for that trailer? So when you when you walk around me and then you cut in front of me, don't you realize that you've got like uh, a responsibility behind you? And then it's like, yeah, you run over my foot or you cut me off. And it's like, come on, dude. Do you do that when you're driving? Don't you check your rearview mirrors when you're driving? I mean, how, how is that like being a being a, a, a pedestrian different than being than driving a motor vehicle? And I'm just starting to think like, man, I'd hate to see this person in a vehicle, in a car. Like no self-awareness, you know, no, no like spatial recognition awareness and no like, hey, check your rearview mirror, man. You know, like, oh. And I'm just like, come on, people, like, or am I just a whack job? And so, like, this always happens, man. Of course, like, gate 98, because I'm flying to some, you know, re- remote place or whatever. And then you got to walk literally a quarter of a mile, maybe even half a mile to get to the gate. And I don't like taking the escalators or the moving walkways because it's just lazy. It's like, hey, I'm just going to walk regular. I'm always taking the stairs. I don't like trying to take the, the escalators up. Just use it until you can't, you know what I mean? Use it until you can't. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. I'm talking like physical capacity and just a little bit of, just little tiny things I can do for health. Take the stairs. I never take the handicap or uh, ramp, right? Take the stairs. I just have this feeling like the gods are going to, like, okay, hey, fine, lazy, you want to take the handicap accessible uh, ramp? Then, then the gods are going to, like, make it such that you need to since you don't respect that you can take the stairs, you know? Same thing about, like, the handicapped bathroom. All right, fine, mister. Like, you want to, you, you think you rate the, the, the handicapped space? Then fine, we're going to make it such in life that you're going to need it. 
And so I just try to, that's how my mind works. So I don't take the handicap stuff. I don't use their stalls. I don't use their parking spaces. It's, it's a function of disrespect anyways. Even if there's nobody there, what if somebody comes in and they need that space and I'm, I'm taking it from them? Like, I just think it's a social contract to for my fellows, fellow Americans, you know what I mean? Like, people, fellow, fellow humans, don't even have to be Americans, man, just like, yeah, I'm not going to use your, I'm not going to use your handicap stuff, man, and then, you know, I use the stairs, I don't use the moving walkways, I use the, I, I just go as foot mobile as possible, every now and then I have to, you know, because I'm carrying a lot of shit, but it's, it's a time of necessity, not a time of convenience, and that's, it's kind of how I live, I try to live my life, um, out of necessity, you know, no, I don't, I have a very luxurious lifestyle, and I enjoy my comforts, Back to the conversation about, you know, first class versus coach on Southwest. But from time to time, I, I, I need to find little places so that it doesn't get out of hand. And so while I enjoy my luxuries in certain areas, in order to stay grounded, I, I have these little rules that I have in order not to, not to be almighty and righteous, but to just keep myself grounded. Because I can, I, just in six short years, I can see where I've, I've drifted, let alone if I hadn't had these these small things to just keep me keep me safe safe from being a douchebag right so anyways people that with their luggage behind them and, they, and oh how about like everybody else that's in a more they're, they're in a they're in greater of a hurry than you are they want to miss their flight less than you do so that gives them authority to cut you off push not be courteous, um, be a douchebag, really. They want to miss their flight less than you. So therefore, all lack of consideration for others is out the window. Uh, it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. I, I, I've been in a rush before. I don't want to miss my flight, and I know what I've got, like, no time. But in, 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 my, in my procedure to, to rush and move and get to point A to point B, fast as I can so I don't miss I'm always courteous I'm always considerate you know never there was a quote I've said it before but just never underestimate another's purpose is any lesser than yours or something like that and it just it, it, it's a way for me to be considerate for others like yeah hey like this guy's to use a to use an example like this guy loves his his daughter no more no less than I love mine to think that my love for my daughter is greater than his love for his daughter that would be wrong that would be absolutely wrong to just put that assumption out there don't never underestimate somebody else's mission purpose to be any lesser than yours it's, it's, it's a good it's a good thumb it's a good thing to have a thumb on man but, um, yeah, and how about the people that put their bags? Hey, man, two carry-ons. One is a carry-on, one's a personal item. One, if you have two, one of them goes under your seat. Both don't go in the overhead, douchebag, right? Put one in the overhead, put the other under your seat. You know what I mean? And just because you speak a foreign language doesn't mean you get to play stupid either, right? How many times have you seen that? Like, come on, man. I can see it. I can see it in your eyes. And then you, you play the foreign language card. And then you just don't comply. Like, how, how convenient is that? 
if I were to go to another country that didn't speak English as a any sort of percentage really right like and I were to take it play that play that I don't speak your language card I would be the ugly American I would be the douchebag no matter what you know what I mean so it's, it's not about me being a a nationalist white pig male pig it's just me thinking objectively like just don't do that don't play stupid man and I, I get it. There are there are people there that just don't know better, or like the first time flying, or whatever. It's fine. And you know, the the the, the elderly get up, get an alibi. They get a little bit extra consideration. You know what I mean? But like, come on, come on, man. You're you're 28 years old. You know better, or you should. If not, like something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with the way you were brought up. You know? That's another pet peeve, man. And how about, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave my dirty, I'm just gonna leave my trash in, in the seat compartment in front of me. Because it's not my problem anymore. They're gonna have people get up and clean it. How many times do you sit down in your chair and there's like a booger on the, on the tray? Or there's dirty Kleenex in the seat pocket in front of you? It's like, come on, man. If we all just stopped doing the selfish little things like that, just think of how much happier everybody would be, you know? How much easier life would be, how much less tension there would be in the world to have to try to manage and that, where that energy could go. It's all, all just common courtesy, you know, common decency, mutual respect, you know, consideration for others. Man, I don't, it blows my mind. But we all want to practice the advanced, we all want to practice the advanced techniques of, of you know, whatever it is for humanity and being a good person. But we can't even do the simple things. We just want to skip, skip the easy stuff. The easy stuff is the stuff that you should be working the hardest at doing because it is so easy and because it does feel so trivial and trite. That's why they're the hardest to do, actually. It's counterintuitive. And if you do those things and you can master and you can be brilliant in those basics, like the harder stuff isn't quite as hard. And you can make the easy stuff come natural, habitual. Man, and they're, and they're the easy things, so they're the easiest to make habitual. And they have the greatest effect on making the rest of your life easier. Do the math, do the circular conversation on that yourself, but like draw the draw the Venn diagram, since everybody loves Venn diagrams. Um, one last, last thing, last thing, and it has to do with, uh, oh no, there's two, there's two more. This is my airport rant today. Um, luggage carousel. Hey, when you, there's a whole plane trying to get luggage and you decide that you're going to walk right up and get right next to the, the carousel douchebag. Or if somebody's standing there, I'm standing there and I'm like a good two feet away, maybe three, and then you decide you're going to walk right up in front of me and stop and stand right in front of me. Hey, you think I'm not there for the same reason you are? So, so wow, you just like budge. And now, now I can't see my bag, but okay, I'm glad that your luggage is more important to mine. And in fact, like if everybody stayed like two feet away 
or three feet away from the carousel. The circle is larger, math, science, and then therefore more people can get around the circle, and then you can see more. And then when you when you walk up to the the carousel to pull your bag off you don't have to fight and budge and bang on to somebody else and worry about stepping on their toes or you know what I mean you've got room to do your duty and then you get your bag and you get the hell out of there yeah, but we all want to rush and get as close as possible it's like what come on man really and uh, the same same token like getting on the so and there's like a metro train a train underground whatever to get you from terminal to terminal at Denver. And so you go down there and you stand there. And it's like, okay, hey, I'm standing up. I'm just trying to be, okay, there's no Walt Disney World like line set up, which is cool, right? I mean, that's like less government. <laughs> I see those lines and those 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 things that you set up for queues and everything like that, and, you know, the posts, and they got the little ribbon between them to show you how the line works. And um, it's just that's like government to me. And so it's like, hey, I like it when there's no government because it allows me to use common sense, you know, courtesy, decency, you know, all those things that we're trying to develop in the world in, in my kids. But anyways, and then uh, so I'm standing there in front of the train and then and then inevitably like somebody's just going to they, they just come in from all different angles and we just create this big gaggle. And it's like, man, you didn't see me standing here before you. Just, I'm standing here before you. One could reasonably make the deduction that I should get on the train before you, right? Hey, man, I'm super cool. Like sometimes a a, a family, please get in front of me. I'll hold the door for you. Let me help. Whatever, whatever. Let me shepherd you. Um, or or somebody that's disadvantaged or disabled, like and they need a little bit more time. It's like, hey, let me let me get over here. Let me let me let me help shepherd this. Like that's cool. But then I mean, everybody just rushes. And then we're gonna look around and pretend that we didn't realize that we just did that to you. And it's like, come on, man. How come nobody's talking about this stuff? Because it sucks. It sucks. And there's times when I don't want to miss my flight and I want to get on the train and I'm all, and I totally could, man. I could totally just push up in front of oh, because what are you going to do? I'm in a public space. I'm safe. I'm going to budge in front of you. I'm going to like, whatever, because you ain't doing nothing about it. You're not going to push me. You, you got to run your mouth, whatever. You know, I'm kind of a bigger dude, so it's not like I'm worried about. But that safety blanket that we have because we're in public, you know what I mean? What if, what if the consequence was a, bitch slap every time you insulted somebody else I mean I'd probably be getting slapped a lot you know but I would learn I would learn quick I'm not getting slapped half as much as 90% of the people out there in the world though you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna run for Congress and I'm gonna reinstitute the bitch slap you know what I mean like bang what were you thinking oh hey, hey I, sometimes it's like hey I, I, I want you to slap me because I'm doing something that I'm not aware of I want the I want the opportunity to get the awareness. Oh shit, dude! Thanks for slapping me. Hey man, thanks, man. Cool. Wow, I didn't think about that. Let me think about that. I'm a better person now. I appreciate it. I send you a birthday card for slapping me, right? And the problem is, is then you know I, I know the problem. We all know the problem. I'm just kind of tongue in cheek, but conceptually. But man, when you don't have government, 
people just going to do what they're going to do. So I can see this need for government, and I can see the need for no government, and it's like, hey, what do we do, man? Yeah, you know what you do? We stop creating things to replace the stuff that should be there. That's what we do. We stop creating artificial human constructs or artificialities to to replace the things that haven't been developed. We're going to put rules in there because then it protects people from themselves when it should be their common sense that they should have developed. And so we cheat them out of the chance to develop common sense, courtesy, decency, respect, and all they do, and then they never have it. And so now when the when the when the lines aren't there, they don't know how to act and behave. And that's why we should bitch slap them. That's my my thought. That's my thought today. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I could go I could go on and on and be more redundant, but um anyways, the stuff that you can learn from the airport by watching and looking and people and procedures and processes and making some assumptions, confirm or deny your assumptions, look at them, see the assumptions made out and play out and happen over and over and over and over and you're safe to stereotype, you're safe to generalize. And I just just see, man, it sucks. Now you want to know why. I just you don't you don't need to know why. I just want to sit up here in my little retreat and never go out there, man. You know? Don't get me started on driving pedestrians. Drivers who are not pedestrians who give two give two shits about drivers and then when they're when they're driving they get frustrated and give two shits about the pedestrians. It's like a double stance of the hypocrisy of it. Ah, uh, that's a different different day. Alright man. Hope uh hope everybody has a good week. I appreciate the uh the space after last week's podcast too, man. Everything's good. Everything's good. I mean like I'm aces. Don't be fooled. I'm fighting a good fight and sometimes just share some things that I see going on with other people and I share them as they're myself and my own because it resonates with me even though it's not affecting me as as much as I'm sharing. You know, I, I identify a few things out there that are going on. It resonates with me so I communicate it. I invite it into myself. I process it. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm feeling it to the amplitude maybe that it comes out as I'm not broken. I'm fine. You can't break me, man. You can't break me. So... But uh, yeah, I do. I do appreciate it. Last week was a really rough week for me, and uh, you know, coming through the backside feels good. You know, I'm just curious how temporary it's gonna be. So, all right, man. You guys all have a good week.